Welcome to Honey Badge Radio. I'm your host, Allison Tiemann. Today I will be joined with Honey Badger, Hannah Wallen, and we will be doing, putting on, launching, hopefully, the, the Christmas Day Spectacular, hot on the heels of the Christmas Eve Spectacular. This show probably won't go as long as the previous show because I do still have some family stuff to finish up for the day, but we'll go as long as we can. And yeah, see, uh, I don't. welcome we, to everybody uh, who's joined us. <laughs> we have done all of our, well, we did most of our family stuff prior to the holiday and we have some family stuff we'll be doing after the holiday, but we don't do the family stuff mm -hmm. on the holiday because usually I have to work, but not this year. Oh, oh, so. well, I, I guess I usually work on Christmas Day as well, but yeah. I work doing this stuff because as, as a lot of people know, the holidays can be really rough. For people who, for whatever reason, have been removed from their families in a non-consensual manner, or feel lonely, or what have you. So that's why we do this. Um, we, we spend a little bit of time just to keep people company if they need it. And remind or you if that they just want to listen to us, boys. And remind you that you're part of the Badger family. You can't get rid of yeah, us that easily. No, no. <laughs> And anybody who wants to be can be part of the Badger family. All right. So, shall we talk about recent events on Twitter? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was just on Twitter today because it's not, not doing things, holiday things on the holiday. I actually have time. So, uh, yeah, I, and, and I, I guess the guy is still going at it, too. Um, but uh, we, we do have an actual culprit now uh, in terms of... Uh, the the uh, effort at getting Karen banned, the successful effort at getting Karen banned, uh, the guy goes by the title of God Evolves because that's not arrogant or anything. And uh, he's he's bragged about it, actually. Specifically targeted her. Um, and he, he didn't quite admit to everything he did, but the method of operation was being deliberately obtuse, gaslighting, pretending not to understand or know things that were obvious or present in the conversation, uh, which he's been doing to everybody. Like, you you tell him, this research right here uh, proves that this this fact, you know, and, and you link to the research and you put a screenshot up of the part of the research that demonstrates the thing that you are saying. And... Uh, you know, he says, but what research proves that? And, it, like, you didn't just link to it, right? And he's, he just does that through the whole conversation. Uh, and, and, and then, of course, the other part is, you say, um, you know, the, these pants are unflattering. You just said my ass looks fat. You know, that kind of uh, taking everything you say the wrong way. Um, there was a, a good example is uh, he, he was trying to uh, promote the myth that uh, if a guy gets an erection, he can't be raped because he's obviously interested and therefore unrapeable, right? He, his refusal is meaningless at that point, right? Uh, and of course, uh, the erection is consent myth is discredited by the fact that men have no control over that. And that was pointed out to him in a whole bunch of different ways. Uh, and at one point he says, you can get erections in your sleep, which makes me question his, his gender, because if he really was male, he would know that, uh, unless he's got really severe 
um, vascular issues. Well, and I, I think even a trans man would probably know that. Yeah, even a trans man knows that. For the most part, most women know that. Uh, most, most. Well, I mean, it demonstrates some and, interest. Yeah. But uh, it but demonstrates yeah. some interest in yeah. you know masculine physiology, which I assume trans men have You'd by think. virtue of being trans men. Right. You know? Right. So. But I mean, so it was pointed out to him that hell, not only can you get an erection in your sleep, you can get an erection while dead. So he decided to make that about raping the dead. That's the level of gaslighting and deliberate obtuseness and other bullshit that we get from this guy, right? So Karen finally gets exasperated with him, which was the goal all along, and uses the word retarded, which is... Uh, Twitter has a rule against uh, I, basically saying nasty things about protective groups, protected groups. So if you use the word retarded on Twitter, it is a, a, seen as an attack on the intellectually disabled because Twitter is out of the loop in terms of the correct descriptive labels for people with intellectual disabilities. So they don't understand that not everybody who has intellectual disabilities qualifies as a, a mental retardation patient, right? That's not, that's not, like people with autism qualify as having intellectual disabilities and can have IQs off the charts in the up direction. Uh, but, uh, but they're still considered intellectually disabled because they have some, uh, functions that don't work the same way that everybody else's and it handicaps their ability I, to socially interact with people i have um i have uh learning disabilities so in certain aspects of um i guess cognition i mm -hmm. would be functionally retarded um this is like it, it, retarded just means to cease forward progress right or it, to it, have it doesn't it just have a and have it impeded it's not just a a, a um it's not just a, a uh, slur. No, in fact, it's... I have a fire retardant carpet in my living room. Exactly. So you could also argue that when you say, are you retarded, you could say that socially retarded. In other words, you have a perfectly fine IQ, but you can't grasp certain social concepts. Well, I've had and, lots of yeah, people like... ask me if I'm autistic and they meant that as a slur. I don't take it that way. I might be. I haven't been diagnosed, and I don't care to find out. But I mean, it's it's kind of how you take it is is up to you. When someone says something like that, and I've had people say a lot worse to me, and and not get booted off of Twitter. There was one chick that said that I should be raped by prison inmates for being an anti-feminist, not for anything I said, just for being an anti-feminist. And didn't get, she didn't get booted off of Twitter. So, I mean, like, this is, this is not, you know, 100% equally enforced there. But God Evolves bragged well, other, about one having thing, uh, reported that. And then when Twitter agreed with Karen that she had not used it in an insulting sense, and she posted, you know, their, their response where uh, they determined that she was not at fault, uh, he reported that. And he, he basically bragged that he just kept repeat reporting her until they, they got tired of reporting the reporting and, and banned her. Now, if, I, if that was me, if I was a Twitter admin, I would have banned him. 
because he's the one that's repeat reporting, and that would end that problem. If they just banned people who did that, they wouldn't have that problem. But they ban their targets, thereby encouraging the behavior. Yeah, it doesn't... Uh, and there's some complexity, too, because Karen told me that uh, uh, she received another email that suggested it might have just been an accidental form or slip of the, t of the key that suggested that she wasn't banned, but it, we don't know what's really going on. And it's, it's actually quite frustrating, at least for me, because there's no reason for her to be banned over this. It's, it, it, there's no reason for her to be banned for reporting on a Twitter action and taking a screenshot of it. That's ridiculous. And uh, the other thing I want to point out is that these individuals who, who got her reported for retarded regularly ask me if I'm dumb. And here's, the, here's my question. Retarded is, can be considered a slur, yeah. But to say somebody lacks intelligence because they aren't able to speak, in other words, to say deaf people are unintelligent, isn't that quite a bit more of a stigma or a, a slur on deaf people? Because there's no connection between being unable to speak verbally and intelligence. Right, there's none it's, whatsoever. It's not That term's not any more outdated in its usage, in that usage, than the word retarded is in usage as a descriptor for the intellectually disabled. Like, there yeah, are and still the, the organizations is... using both, but they're not really the term. But even so, the word dumb really refers to the inability to speak, not a lack of intelligence, and yet it has become associated with that. Unless it was originally associated also with a lack of intelligence, which would, wouldn't that suggest that the real stigma there is when they associated a lack of intelligence with not being able to speak? Yep. And why, and what, how come referring to a clinical term, and that means uh, a, a retardation in some aspect or feature is is against Twitter's room, rules, but calling somebody unable to speak, in other words, deaf, as a as a synonym for stupid, is not. Yeah, no, this is Seriously? something that uh, we could do an entire show, and I probably will do an HBR talk on issues with social media and censorship because there's a history here. Uh, do you remember the? effort to get, I can't remember which woman it was, but there was an effort to get a woman on the 10 pound, 10 pound note back before all of the Euro uh, stuff where uh, the UK's uh, currency had not changed to uh, Euros and back and forth and however all they were doing. They were trying to get a woman's face on the 10 pound note and there was a big to do over that, big Twitter battle over that when we were all still mostly on Reddit. This is actually, like, I had a Twitter account, but that's what actually got me active on Twitter, uh, was looking into that. Um, not so much during when it happened, but after the fact, when Women Action Media began fighting for a report button on Twitter in the first place. I don't know, do you remember any of that happening? Uh, geez sort of slipped my mind. Um, I'm also dealing with uh, questions from yesterday that we didn't address yesterday. Okay. Uh, so I, I was a little bit distracted, but I, I wanted to do a shout out to Anemic Royalty who asked us to do a, uh, or to do a show on how men's issues affect males with autism. So I just wanted to, to put that out as a topic because we didn't touch Actually, on autism. Actually, I think... And 
Um, I've been sort of talking to someone else as well uh, about that and been wanting to do a uh, an HBR talk specifically about that. I just haven't... Uh, we did one where we talked about a particular set of articles. So we did do one show where we touched on uh, autism itself as a men's issue. Uh, and it's it's not a gendered issue per se, but it's being gendered as a women's issue and that is a men's issue so uh, i don't i don't remember whether we did that as just an after show i think we did that as an actual show topic because the uh the discussion was important enough that it had to be it had to be talked about more publicly and i just want to remind everybody that twitter or sorry youtube is now judging channels by their profitability and of course all of our pretty much all of our streams are demonetized so our only real income through youtube as unfortunate and irritating as it is is super chats so if you have a question that you want us to address please send it through super chats make sure that your super chats aren't five to ten bucks is great anything over please go to feedthebadger.com and choose super chow instead of super chat and uh, if you if you go through PayPal, we can usually I can fish out a, a comment through the PayPal uh, donations. Mm -hmm. um, I'm still working on getting the comments through the Feed the Badger site working. But if you do want to drop us a nice tip, uh, feedthebadger.com is good for anything over 10 bucks. If you want to put through Super Chat, that's great as well because it does make sure that we keep our channel. So, uh, back to what you were saying, Hannah. I just wanted to point that out. Oh, I, I was just responding to the autism question. I think there are some very specific ways in which uh, the, the issues related to how society deals with uh, interpersonal boundaries, um, those have a very profound effect on people with autism, as we saw with the young man who was uh, is fighting to... Uh, not be labeled a, a sex offender for giving somebody a high five. And, oh, and for not understanding the photo burst um, feature of his phone until after he screwed it up and had to fix it. Because that, you know, is totally the same thing as following somebody around for days to get lots and lots of image images of them. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, definitely... Um, Definitely, at some point, there will be an HBR talk about that, because that's definitely something I want to get multiple people um, discussing. I might actually see if I can get the, the brain experts of the group. We have, uh, sometimes I, I call specific people in, like, um, I like to get Anna Cherry in when we talk about anything to do with neurobiology, and I like to get Prim in when we start talking about uh, psychiatric issues. And a lot of times there's sort of an overlap, so you see the two of them on together a lot. Uh, and then, of course, I still want to do a knockdown drag out also between Allison and Karen uh, regarding uh, the different their differences of opinion on uh, evolutionary psychology. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be fun. I don't know if the, our differences are that much anymore. But we'll we'll try to find some differences, so it'll be <laughs> enjoyable. There we go. All right. So uh, the I think the Odyssey with Evolves God is uh, uh, the epic. God, yeah. what a what a what a character! Like, oh my God, he's now basically doing uh, posturing about his IQ 
Oh, he's targeting me too. Funny. I, I forgot about that. Let me see if I can find it. But yes, the IQ bragging thing is dumb and hilarious. Yes, it is. I can, I'm actually uh, blocked, or he's restricting my my ability to view his tweets. Yeah, he's got me blocked too. But I, um, I, yeah, I know how to use and, archive um, sites to to make sure that I have his uh, his behavior documented. Yeah, that'll probably come in useful at some point when if if Karen ever decides to appeal her ban. Um, but, uh, he's, he's something else. Woo, what's that? Oh, uh, we're, I'm receiving a phone call on my computer. That's interesting. That's never happened before. Um, just give me a second. Are you still there, Karen? I'm, st I'm still here. I just, like, I thought maybe you had something you were gonna, but that doesn't sound like something to share with the... Sorry, what's up? You're looking up uh, his tweets or something? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna show share my screen here in a minute, or at least the image from my screen. Let's see if I can find it. Here we go. Well, I can actually. Uh, this is not the right one. But wow, that was really interesting. I swear to God, I've never gotten a phone call through here, so I didn't know what was going on. It was it was too melodic for the world to be ending, but that was a possibility. Maybe well, you never know. Uh, like I, there was a, a copy pasta or cop, a creepy pasta I read once, where the start of the end of the world was was with chimes, tinkling chimes. Hmm. Uh, there we go. So, That's really unexpected. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the the their dread specter of death on his his skeletal horse has one chimes. Yes, <laughs> it's well, you know. <laughs> All right, now let's see. Is it skeletal or is it skeletal? Skeletal, I don't know. I think it's skeletal. Yeah, it's like probably somebody will correct me in the comments or write some epic essay on how stupid I am for not understanding the etymology or we'll we'll leave that to God evolves. Yeah, well, yeah, God evolves in his one hundred and forty IQ, which honestly, <laughs> um. I I don't usually talk about my IQ, and I'm not going to give you guys a number. No, it's, uh, but I will tell you that I, I, I have it's, it's had to a... have my IQ tested by three different medical professionals for three different reasons and gotten three different results, all of which are higher than what he thinks is worth bragging about. Yeah, well, I, I don't want to, I wouldn't brag about that kind of, well, I think what started this is I said that it's a statistical probability that I'm smarter than you. Um, <laughs> in response to him asking me if I'm stupid, and I'm like, uh, no, actually, statistical probability, in all probability, I am smarter than you. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it just bears out that even if you have an IQ of 140, if you live in a city, someone did the math, if you live in a city of 100,000, then there's going to be about 1,000 people smarter than you. So it's it's not unlikely right that there's going to be somebody who's smarter than him but he oh man did he, i think that might have been part of the contributing factors for him b blocking me yeah, not even that i'm a female men's rights activist but just that i didn't bow down in the face of his multiple degrees and his 140 iq well the really and, dumb thing is so what if he has 140 iq like this is the thing i mine 
mine has been documented to be actually much higher than that. But it doesn't mean I can't be wrong about shit. Like, I... That's, how yes. the hell do you learn anything if your IQ means <laughs> you're right from the get-go about everything and nobody can, can give you information you don't already have? Well, here's the thing. Somebody posted something on the rate of rape of men. And they used as a source a, I think a, a literature, either a literature review or like a, a article that compiled some statistics by Laura, Laura Stemple, I believe. And what's interesting is she's she identifies as a feminist. Sometimes I wonder if she identifies as a feminist to get her research under the radar, but I'll I'll let that aside. He looked at that source first of all. When the person po posted the source first, it was um he was he was writing. I think it was John Barry, and he had written, Dr. John Barry, and he had written an article based on Laura Stemple's compiled stats. So he had one half of the article, and on the other half of the, of the image was some of the stats that Laura Stemple had compiled. And Evolves God responds to that and says, oh, ho, ho, so, I'm paraphrasing, you're citing yourself, how convenient. And I'm like, the sites are on the right. Yeah. The sites, I think that might have been what got me blocked. But I mean, it doesn't matter if you have 140 IQ if you don't read the actual evidence and you just, like you were saying, just use it to excuse why you don't have to read it. Well, what? And I kept asking, I said, did you read the study? And again, I think this is contributing to what got me blocked is me telling him that the stat or the, the citations that somebody has based their article on They've taken part of a screenshot of their article, taken a screenshot of the citations, put it together, and the citations are on the right. And then me saying, well, did you read one of these studies? And then I get blocked. Plus, I also said that I might be smarter than him. But you yeah. know what? That's irrelevant. I got, I got blocked for pointing out that Karen uh, demonstrably... And, and very soundly proved him wrong about something. And I can't even remember what it was. It was really dumb. Um, but he he had made an assertion. She had made a counter-assertion. He had uh, made an argument against her counter-assertion. And he denied something. Oh, no, it was you, actually. He, was, he had denied something. And uh, I found the comment that he was denying existed. And archived it and posted a link to the archive just in case because I think it was his comment uh, so that he could Oh yeah, he alleged it. that I lied. Yes. Yes, about that was what it was. That he had said. And I found and he the... had actually said it. And he <laughs> blocked like, oh, he blocked that was you for proving him wrong about that and he blocked me for proving him wrong about you proving him wrong about that. Um, he, <laughs> he probably blocked Karen or got Karen banned from Twitter he for got proving Karen... him wrong about proving you wrong about, yes. about proving you wrong about proving or proving me right about proving him wrong. This 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 guy does <laughs> oh, not. Oh god, it's the cycle of life on Twitter. This guy does oh, not like god. it when women prove him wrong, and uh... <laughs> he really does. So he. Uh... Uh... So so he gets he blocks them or has them banned. And now the thing I wanted to point out. He has made a comment in the, the same Twitter thread where he bragged about Karen, um, where he says, I got one of them. Girl white writes what? Suspended permanently last week. She called someone a retard, got suspended, came back. That's not true, actually. She didn't get suspended. 
Um, came back, claimed to have won an appeal, which she had, uh, and then posted a screenshot. Her account was limited. She wasn't suspended. There's a difference. Uh, and then posted a screenshot of her calling the person a retard. This cycle happened twice, and I just kept reporting. Um, and and no, actually, she also wasn't. Re- she didn't because she didn't say that. She's not. She didn't say what he said. She asked them um, if they were retarded, which is a, is not the same thing as calling them that. Um, and and he is is claiming you know it oh it was a rhetorical question which is a way of you know plus she retweeted it twice after being suspended twice impulse control blah 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 which means he's admitting that he just kept reporting until he got her banned uh, and he's calling that an ableist slur but now at the bottom of the thread here is his next his comment about specifically me. Hannah Wallen is the one I want to see go next. She's been trying to direct people to my account. I've been making fun of everything he says. Um, I haven't actually told anybody to go anywhere and do anything, but apparently that's directing people to his account, even though he had been highlighting everything I said. And uh, that's okay. Uh, I'm sure she'll slip up and say something reportable. (laughs) He didn't know me very well. Like I, I once I learn the rules, I am perfectly able to argue my point without using any language that can get me reported. Because the goal isn't to offend the other person or belittle the other person. Even when I call somebody dear or sweetheart or cupcake, I'm just pointing out that they're beneath my my level of toughness at that point. Um, I know you're a wimp if you get upset if I call you cupcake, uh, but. Uh, No, my goal is to get the point across to everybody else. And when I'm dealing with somebody like this, who is deliberately obtuse for the for the sake of frustrating people and making nasty comments, um, part of the point is for everybody else to see what this person is doing and not just that my arguments are correct. So I'm not going to get frustrated. I'm going to enjoy every minute of his maneuvering. I'm going to enjoy every time he attacks me. Um, which, because a Twitter attack isn't exactly like a physical attack. Like, a physical attack, that's not fun, right? But a Twitter attack is just somebody saying words to you. Like, that's just words. You can throw the entire dictionary full of words at me. Throw the entire encyclopedia at me. I don't care. That's really not going to be... You could call me ugly. You can question my sexuality. You can question everything about my life. Um, just don't call me a feminist. But uh, you really can't offend or piss me off because you're trying to do it. Uh, you, you know, you, it's, it's actually kind of hard to offend me. And it's, it's even harder to offend me to the degree that I would actually lose control. Uh, this is like, I do this for fun. So this poor guy is going to keep trying and trying and trying to get me banned. And I'll just let him keep trying and trying and trying to get me banned. But he's not going to be able to do it the way he did with Karen. Because I don't get upset about stuff like that. I don't get frustrated that way. And I don't respond that way to being frustrated. And of course, having publicly admitted that he's targeting me, he just told me his strategy and what my defense strategy needs to be. That was really dumb.
Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to bait anyone into uh, something as simple as that. Um, I mean, personally, like if uh, if I were in that situation, I probably would have dropped the the uh, uh, referring to any aspect of it completely and just let it lie. Um, you know, Karen's a different person than me. She has more principles, perhaps. Um, uh, and, like I, I don't, I wouldn't care enough to actually argue this point with Twitter. I would just be like, okay, that's your, uh, that's your, uh, that's your goal. I'm not going to, I'm not going to walk into it. But um, still, it's totally unfair what happened. I mean, oh, yes. she just very much so because what the guy did was abusive. And Karen responded to his abuse, and he used her response to his abuse by to to get her banned. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. And the other thing is, uh, like I said before, she, what she was reporting on was a prior Twitter action, prior to I think even engaging with this guy, uh, where she had asked somebody, "Are you retarded?" Which you know, that's Karen for you. Um, and Twitter had ruled that it didn't violate their their policies, and uh, had un had unlocked her account. That was what she was referring to, not the current situation. So it, it which, you know, she just basically said she figured that Twitter would would consider this to be non-actionable, but she was going to delete the tweets anyway because she just didn't want to have her account locked up, and. Um, you know, I mean, if anybody's listening to here to this now, my own personal opinion is if you get into a situation like that, um, if you're going to hold to your guns about your tweets not being actionable, then don't delete them at all. And if you are going to delete them, then do not reference it again. Just don't just let it lie and uh, and just avoid the behavior in the future. Because uh, it, it just feels like a trap, in my opinion, what Twitter is, is setting up. And I think what happens is that they somebody reports your tweets, you delete them, and Twitter considers that to be evidence of wrongdoing or, or evidence of, of guilt, uh, basically. admission of guilt. And then when somebody reports them again for the same action, and you've just admitted that you're guilty, then Twitter has... Uh, I guess what they consider to be the the uh, right or the moral standing or whatever to lock your count. So if this does happen to you, either appeal and stand by what you say, or uh, Allison, you have gone robo, and I don't know if it's at my end or your end. Because otherwise, walking into a tree. Sorry. <laughs> You've gone completely robo. I can't understand anything you're saying. Hang on a second. Um, yeah, it looks like a, a, something's crunching my bandwidth today. Okay. Let me I, just double check where I'm going through. Oh, that's... Yeah, it doesn't look like it's at my end. Usually it's at my end, and what happens is everybody goes robo, and then everybody comes back, and then after everything comes back, then Discord informs me that my bandwidth has been crunched. But mm. I'm in the green on There's both. Discord at the moment. So. I'm just going to close off a whole bunch of windows. Can you still hear me? I can still hear you, yes. And I think that... Yeah, this is going to be right fun tonight, folks. 
because uh, Hannah and my, I think Hannah and my connections are probably the worst connections of the bunch. Well, I've gotten, I've had better luck, believe it or not, um, with OBS since I discovered that there's a Toronto connection, and Toronto is actually closer to me than the East Coast, or the, uh, hmm. there's one in um, Florida or Texas, uh, and then there's one in Washington, D.C. For, for the service that we use. And then there's one in Toronto. Well, the one in Toronto is more reliable from my location, and I think it is simply because I am, in terms of as the crow's, crow flies miles, um, I am I am closer to Toronto than I am to those two parts of the United States. So gotcha. Uh, and it might have nothing to do with distance. I might be talking out of my ass, um, but it. Uh, it struck me to, that I should try it, and it has worked, and so I'm not going to question it. I'm I'm just going to assume that I was right about that, unless somebody is able to give me a different uh, perspective on that uh, as to why that might be the case. Mm hmm. Okay, so we do have a few questions, and I noticed that we did get a super chat. Uh, do you have super chats open? Because I had to close up a bunch of stuff to get my. Um... I do not. I'm going to. In the meantime, what's the name of uh, the service? Uh, the service that Sorry? you told me to use, Streamlabs, right? Uh, yeah, Streamlabs. Uh, but I don't know if we got anything through Streamlabs. I'm talking about well, super chat, yeah, so it's just it's, the regular YouTube stuff. I, I don't understand Streamlabs, so Streamlabs I, I can look. actually will um will show them, even if they mm. didn't go through Streamlabs. It's just getting logged in uh, but and I have of course I have to open up a separate window so it's not the window that I'm showing everybody yeah I'm looking I'm looking here uh, see what we got I don't even know if I'll be able to log into Streamlabs but as I said if you want to send a super chat that would be great because it does keep us on YouTube so if you have a question you want us to address unfortunately we have to hold our nose and give uh, YouTube a little bit of filthy lucre. Okay, so we do have some super super chats. I'm looking back here. That one's a day ago. This one is the most recent. Mr. Roboto donated $2 and said, isn't that art oppressive to all women? Nope, nope. Oh, I think... Um, let, me, let me bring the art back. I will get rid of the uh, window here. Video window. Buy a video window. Actually, no. Mm -hmm. um, the art is not oppressive because it's not pressed up against us. <laughs> oh, God. So, like, yeah. now, if if those um, tune babes wanted to sit, like, right behind our chairs and push their boobs into the back of our heads, that might be oppressive. Also, it would give mm. me a headache, but it might be fun anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, all right, yes. Well, thank you for that. Uh, Mr. Roboto for, for giving us the alert to the potential of being pressed by boobs. There we go. Uh, but I think we'll we'll take that risk. We're, we're uh, living does dangerously. Does that mean that I'm also oppressed if I, I look at the boobs in the mirror? I... Is there a pun in that? <laughs> I, I'm not sensing. I can't There's no... tell. I don't know. I suppose I have know. to lean up against the mirror to make that happen. Okay, I'm going to give you guys a link. Hopefully it'll come through. 
um, uh, streamlabs.com slash badgerlivestream slash tip. You can give us a nice little tip and send us a donation message that way. Uh, it might be better than the the super super chow through the feed the badger because um, that 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 requires you to actually do some some form work. But yeah, if you go to streamlabs.com slash badger livestream slash tip, you can send us a tip that way too. And you can send us a message. And I believe that I still might have the... <sighs> I probably should turn this off, but if you donate $35, I think it interrupts us with a robotic voice and reads the whole thing. That which... would be... <laughs> that actually would be amusing. Yeah, it would probably <laughs> be amusing maybe, like, once. But, uh... I'm, I might see if I, I can turn that off. But whatever. It, I think it's still on. Anyway, Meanwhile. You can go to the, yeah, streamlabs.com slash badgerlivestream slash tips. If you guys use that and like it, maybe I'll keep it. But let me let me just double check to see what's going on here. And while she's right. double checking, here is a whole page full of links. Wow. A whole page full of a links. A whole page full of links. It's... To what end, though? <laughs> well, I, I guess you you don't have the uh, stream open, so you can't see them. So I'll just no, I can't. I can't see a damn thing <laughs> because my bandwidth is so bad. I can't do two things simultaneously. But I'll I'll actually go see if I can access the chat because um, I want to see what people are saying and such. There we go. Uh, so there's but, there's uh, all the page full of links. Oh, there's even link consulting, not just not just link from Zelda. Okay, here we go. Alright, there we go. Uh, no, I don't want to go into Twitch. What? How did I end up on Twitch? That's not right. I want to go to YouTube. There we go. See, this dream is so bad, Allison is twitching. I am. And that's not just a pun. <laughs> okay, here we go. Hello, people. I'm back in chat. There you go. There's a link. Alright. So, what should we go to next? Uh, I think we talked about Evolved God. Yeah, I think we talked see. enough about Evolved God. I mean, I, I, I could show off um, my, what I think is, is my best response so far to Evolves God, or God Evolves, or whatever. Um, I don't know if I've got it in this spot. I have it. But aside from that, I really don't see... Oh, I do have it. So... God evolves has a thing about my 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 picture, um, and this is this is kind of fun. Let me put the video window back up. Mm -hmm. So we're in the middle of a discussion. This doesn't really have anything to do with my profile picture. This is a discussion between God evolves and I think therefore I troll, which did not clue God evolves in as to what kind of discussion he was having. Um, about what constitutes rape and what does not constitute rape. This is this is the erection discussion, uh, part of the erection discussion. And I pointed out at one point, uh, because I think therefore I troll pointed out, I never gave prior affirmative consent, therefore she raped me until I retroactively consented. I said, you know, I once had a half a woman's studies class try to convince me that get consent given under a circumstance they considered rapey was coerced and therefore invalid. I wonder if they'd say that about your experience. Um, for the record on that one, that was a situation where I had an external reason 
for declining sexual contact that I was very interested in. Uh, the guy that I was with at that time helped eliminate that external reason with logic and, and information uh, that made a difference. And so I changed my mind. After the fact, the external reason was very upset that I had slept with that guy and, and, and uh, our friends got the women's studies class involved. It was a whole thing. It was really dumb. And uh, the decision was a bad decision, but I wasn't raped in that circumstance. <laughs> and, but they, they tried very hard to convince me that I was. So I had to go on and explain that to somebody. In the midst of that discussion, God Evolves jumps in. Oh, Jesus, it's that woman who hates women so much she wears a beard. There is a bearded woman in this carnival. She seriously creeps me out. Which I was supposed to get upset about, even though I'm the one that put the beard on my picture. Um, so I, I gave a response. Good thing you didn't find my high school boxing team photo. Taken before I grew this beard. Training rules, no facial hair. Which is obviously very real and totally not taken from the face of one of the Duck Dynasty guys. And I, I have an image uh, of the tweet by Donald Trump where he photoshopped his head onto Rocky. And uh, I photoshopped my head onto Rocky. And <laughs> there's my response. Because I know it's going to piss God Evolves off terribly to see that I, I have my head on a man's body. So there we go. There's, there's, there's me as Rocky Balboa. I don't see it, but I, I can imagine it in my mind's eye, and it is beautiful. Well, there you go. The archive is posted in, the, uh, in, in our chat now. Okay, I'm going to go take a look. I'm going to see if it's as beautiful as I think it should be. I see Zola. Oh no, that's the previous link. The link to the pages okay, of all right, the links. Right, right. The links are nested, so it's a little difficult to see what's going on. Okay. All right, here we go. Archive. Archive. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the reaction was worth the wait. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh my god. <laughs> I just love how stone-faced you are, too. It's just like, uh, I know it's yes. A, it's a picture from a, a shot that I did, uh, I had taken of me. Actually, my husband took the picture, and it was essentially as mugshotty as I could get. It was it was intended to be usable for, for profile pics where you weren't supposed to be smiling, profile pics where it's okay if you smile, you know, and so on. So it was just me looking forward. <laughs> Oh my god, that's that's good. That's and good. the skin tone fits so well. It does. It <laughs> does. The right lighting and everything. Just so. need to be a little sweatier in the face. Yeah. Oh my well, god. I wasn't sweaty. It was winter. So. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Somebody's <laughs> was... saying this is a cursed image. Yeah, it, it might actually also be a cursed image. But if I take you to the actual uh, tweet. You can see the entire image. Oops, that's my 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 profile. Dang it, that's not what I wanted. Close <laughs> oh, that profile. The profile is not important. Should be well. To, should be able to open the image. See if it'll show the image. There we go. The entire image uh, has. I, I I altered the um the the uh, the belt as well. So, 
Let me see if I can put that as the next link there. You can see the image, the whole image now. Right, and and clearly it's just that the president liked that image so much that he tweeted it out with no explanation whatsoever. <laughs> Are you, is, that, is, that, is that not all completely photoshopped though? Of yeah, no, is. no, it's entirely not fake. Totally real image. I actually am Rocky Balboa. And you um, actually were retweeted by the president. I got gotcha. you. Yes, yes. And and Pepe is is actually on the heavyweight championship belt. Totally. Oh man. Very, did I tell very you, much not photoshopped. Did I tell you about my adventures in in uh, the with the Pepe Festival? Pepe Festival? Oh, goodness. Uh I'm so Oh jeez, you didn't hear about I that. I heard uh, some nothing. People, some people may have heard about this, but I'll tell you because um I'm out of the loop. I may never get another opportunity. So, as you know, I went to Europe uh, in November, right? Yes. To do some uh, to do some activities, I went to go to uh, uh, messages for men in London, and I also went to an Oslo event um, called, I think, the International Conference for Men's and Boys Issues and Concerns or something, uh, put on by Men's Forum, and then I also did a meetup in Amsterdam. Um, which to reprise the meetup that we did last year and, and there were a few people who came and it was it was a lot of fun we had a, a lot of interesting conversations then we wandered around Amsterdam trying to find a restaurant but before I went to the Amsterdam meetup I was staying in Amsterdam for a few days to acclimatize myself to that the worst jet lag all around the world is the worst jet lag in the world is between <laughs> North America and Britain it is North America and Europe, it is vicious, and I I know I know jet lags. That yeah. one is the most vicious, and so I spent a few days in Amsterdam, sort of getting used to it before, you know, I'd have some demands on myself for travel and and other stuff. And I, my my husband Jonathan really likes this painter. His name is Hieronymus Bosch. If you don't oh, know, oh, what I he's know painted, exactly who that is. Yeah. Yeah, he does the the Garden of Earthly Delights. It's incredibly right. surreal. He was a he was a very strict Catholic, but his artwork is just crazy surreal. It's like yeah. a weird, weird, sort of disgusting dream. I actually uh, got in trouble just just as a side note as a I think fifth or sixth grader for looking up his artwork in the public library uh, because I I got stuck for an entire conversation between my dad and a local college professor in that professor's office and I can't remember which what name what the name of the image was um, it might be that that might have been the name of the image but uh, there was this painting on the wall uh, one of his paintings on the wall of this professor's office and I was sitting in a chair in the office facing that wall during the conversation my dad was on the other side of the door and didn't know what I was looking at and here is this image of uh, hell with all these people suffering being tormented by demons and everything and some guy's legs sticking out of what I'm certain must have been the devil's mouth and uh, I, as I went home, now this is, by the way, the kid who is prone to bizarre and horrible nightmares, including zombie apocalypse nightmares, like at the age of five. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, that that was fodder for, for more nightmares. 
uh, and it was great and my, my nightmares are actually kind of cool uh, but in any case well they are now anyway and I, I didn't like them as much back then but um but yeah so I looked up all this guy's artwork in the library and decided that that was definitely uh, something that I was too young for so but continue with the the uh, Amsterdam story <laughs> He's one of my husband's favorite artists, or I think he might be the favorite artist that my husband has. And we learned that he had a hometown called Dembosch, because his name actually originally was, I guess, Hieronymus from Bosch, uh, and his hometown is Denbosch. So we decided to take like a, a trip, a small trip within the Amsterdam trip to his hometown, to Denbosch. And just by happenstance, we chose November 11th. And it, well, there was no reason, like, there was no particular reason for us choosing November 11th. We just ended up, that was the day we decided to go. And so we get on the train, and it's Denbosch is about an hour outside of Amsterdam. And I had this really crazy experience where I almost lost my, my, um, my uh, jacket and I noticed that people in the Netherlands they are very tall but not very dense so they got this like I, I was trying to get out of the train uh, before it left and Jonathan was on the on the on the um, train platform and I was <laughs> I feel bad about this but I was pushing these Dutch people out of my way and it's like this Canadian bowling ball just running through the aisle like pins going everywhere oh. I'm like god you people you need to do more than cardio you need to do more than bicycling do some weightlifting but anyway so I managed to get out naturally skinny by the way I, I managed to get out we get off on the platform amazingly I don't know how the guy did it but the conductor on that train managed to get my jacket which I thought I had left on the train to the ticket office I guess that's where the cardio comes in because he just I guess he just ran like a world-class sprinter and then just ran back and got into the the cab but anyway so we got my my jacket which is a total aside but I was just frazzled by that and then we get down from the platform because the uh, the train platform you go up escalator you go down the escalator and you're in in the town we go down the escalator and we start noticing something a little bit odd Everybody around us is in these sort of like navy jackets. That's the only way I could describe it. It's like a, a naval um, dress jacket. And they all have frog patches on them. Like, and, and I mean, literally, like patches of frogs, like frogs doing things, like frogs drinking beer, frogs cavorting, frogs throwing confetti, frogs in jester hats, and just frogs everywhere. And we're like looking at this and I'm looking at John and I'm like, what the heck is this? We've, we've just landed in some kind of bizarre frog festival. And we go up to this, I guess, a, like a, a, a food truck. It's a pastry food truck and they're selling frog cakes. Like cakes in the shape of frogs. And I go up to this woman and I'm like, why are all of these people in suits with frog patches on? And she tells me it's the first day of carnival. I'm like okay, but and and I was I was thinking well, but what about the frogs? And we didn't get an answer then because she was busy working with customers. So we just okay, well this is, a, this is some sort of carnival and something to do with frogs. And we keep going and we end up in our hotel area, uh, but we can't get our our room yet. So 
I, I go up to the, the, the person who's in charge of our hotel and say, can we leave our bags, whatever. And, and, and what's going on? With, why are there all these people with frog patches on? And she explains that not only is it like the first day of carnival, but it essentially November 11th is the day that all debts are paid off and people can now, you know, put their hair down, loosen the tie and have fun. Um, it's the official day when all the debts are paid off. The work year is done. It's time to have fun, November 11th. But also, Den Bosch was built on a swamp. So the frog is sort of a mascot symbol of the town. And when they celebrate the first day of Carnival in Den Bosch, the frog is a is sort of the mascot of the festival. And I'm like, what? Wow. So we, we get off this train. And it just happens to be that we're in the middle of a festival that celebrates a frog. <laughs> And then we, we can't get our rooms yet, so we start wandering around the town to try to figure out more information. Maybe to get a couple frog patches. We actually did end up getting a couple frog patches. They had a really cool one that was totally sold out. It was basically Kermie, Kermit with the Thug Life sunglasses. <laughs> says the Thug Life. <laughs> Smoking a, a, some weed. Um, it was pretty... We, we tried great. to get that one, but th that one was completely sold out. So I imagine it was all over the town on, on people's jackets. Um, but yeah, they had these, like these, these, these stores completely devoted to these frog patches and we kept wandering and wandering and wandering. And suddenly I realized, like, look up and we're, and like, we're just trying to get the lay of the land and Dembosh to see what's there. I look up and I realize I'm beside a store and the store name is, uh, the Pepe del Sol. Pepe. <laughs> and I'm like looking at this I'm like what uh, okay that's interesting so on the day of the frog festival we found this the store named Pepe and uh, it was like a store that sold stuff for like Spanish cooking and we're like okay well you know that's that's interesting and then we walk a little bit further down the street and there's a bistro called Keck on the same street <laughs> oh that's great like it's not even a block away from Pepe there, this is the street of Pepe and Keck, and I'm like, what are the damn odds? <laughs> On the day of the Festival of the Frogs, we find a store called Pepe, and uh, just a few doors down, a bistro called Keck. I'm like, wow, that's 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 incredible. And then uh, the rest of the day, the 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 Dutch, who apparently, while being incredible lightweights, can drink a hell of a lot. So spent the whole evening drinking and carousing. Um, and the next morning we wake up. There's one more thing, but the next morning we wake up and apparently they partied so hard they broke their sewer. So outside <laughs> of our hotel, our hotel foyer is this like open pit where these Dutch guys are digging up the street to fix the sewer. Like right at the entrance, like we can't actually. We they had to bring down the um, the backhoe. They had to bring down the shovel on the backhoe to you so we could ho. step over. <laughs> so we could step on the shovel to get over the the pit to get out of our hotel room, and it was just like I'm like, wow, these people can really party. But here's here's something that may be interesting to you, Hannah. Yeah, the room. Each room in this hotel is like a boutique hotel. It had like three rooms, and we went up all the way to the top. The room that we were in was named the Petrus Hinkelman room. Oh my god! 
No! If you don't know what we're talking about, Hank Coleman is the Calgary Expo uh, operations manager who threw me out of the Calgary Expo. So on the day of the Festival of, of the Frogs, in a, in a town with, with a street that has both Pepe and Cac, we stayed in the Henkelman room <laughs> on the night of the Festival of the Frogs. And Henkelman means executioner, by the way. It means hanged man. Oh, that that's that's so so fitting. That's, that that was crazy. I'm like, wow, how many coincidences can there be on this day? And it was a lot of fun too. The Dutch really know how to party. Very friendly people. So the universe trolled you guys. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. The universe must have trolled me, but it was it was actually a lot of fun. Um that was that was probably to be honest, that was probably the best part of the vacation. Yeah. Oh, that 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 does sound like it would have been great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know it was fun. And, and we managed to get to the uh, Den Bosch Museum, and uh, apparently, in the Den Bosch Museum in Den Bosch, or the the Hieronymus Bosch Museum in Den Bosch, you can go up a tower, and they have some letters from, I believe, what they were. I couldn't actually read them, but judging from the content, I think they were. Uh, Dutch resistance during Nazi the Nazi occupation, and uh, I noticed one of the letters had a uh, a caricature of the Nazis in which a pig was uh, doing the Hail Hitler salute. And to you know, I, I'm glad he that guy didn't live in Scotland in 2019 because he might have been arrested for yeah. hate speech against Nazis. Oh, sorry, hate speech. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Oh, anyway, geez, oh, Pete. yeah, no, that 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 would have been yeah, when they arrest they they would have arrested him and his whole family. They would have been like, oh, you guys, you guys are clearly Nazis because you hate Nazis. Yeah, because you've made a pig do a Nazi salute. That that's obviously a, 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 a that's obviously a celebration of Nazism. Oh, and the pig had a had a Hitler mustache too. Obvious Nazi. I mean, what what but a Nazi would draw a picture of a pig doing a Hail Hitler salute with a Hitler mustache? That's that's yes. a, that's definitely that's definitely recruitment material for Nazism right there. Surely only Nazis would compare other Nazis to pigs. I mean, everybody loves exactly. pigs, right? Yeah. No, actually, the somebody <laughs> said that's actually originally the Roman salute. That's not true. The Roman salute was. Uh, with a fist, not with the hand outstretched, I'm pretty sure. Um, but I could be wrong about that. Well, you know, right. we, we live in a society, Allison. We live in a society. We live in a society. So we it, live it in could a society. Be. It could be. Hell, we live in a society where fist bumping is rape. So obviously we that yeah, we live in a society. We but, live in a society, people. Oh, and just for re reference, I I did find the image that I was talking about earlier. Um, it is. It's called Prince of Hell. So, <laughs> this like English. This is this is one of the reasons why I was really not impressed when uh, Evolves God gave one of his uh, credentials as having a master's in English. Okay, so you're an English professor. Like, I, you know, I once had an English professor expose me to <laughs> this this bizarre image when I was a kid that is definitely not, like, I wouldn't be going, drawing a kid's attention to this image. Um, but our stream is not for children. That's not the image. <laughs> 
I have the wrong, uh, wrong, uh, the image is in the wrong, uh, uh, window here. Let me fix that. Where the fuck is the other window? I can't see anything. I'm not, I can't see the screen. No, I'm so. just dealing with, I have multiple windows open here. So here we go. Here is the image, not the image of, of Pepe. Um, <laughs> But yeah, this is, and I sat there, I'm like five or six year old, six year old kid sitting at a desk in a chair facing a wall with this on it for like half an hour while my dad talks to this professor, just taking in every detail of, uh, of the image uh, and uh, just wondering exactly why this, this uh, professor has this image posted on the wall in his office where if he sits at his desk, it is the thing he will be facing all day, every day. It is very difficult to de describe uh, a segment of a Hieronymus Bosch painting, but I shall do so now for those of us who are not able to see this picture that Hannah has put up. To the top left, there be appears to be some sort of kind of surfboard. Nope, it's a mousetrap or something. A mousetrap surfboard. There's a crowd of people. One is blowing on an oboe and and a person is coming out, a very small person is coming out of the top of the oboe. The sky is extremely gray on, oh no, this is a, it, it, sorry, this is a, a iced over pond upon which a swordfish heron creature is ice skating. Oh yeah, and then there's a man that is holding the, the oboe up with the person coming out of it and he has a flute up his ass. And there seems to become some kind of catfish demon behind him, beating on a drum. Yep. There's someone beside him who obviously is not appreciating this music. He has his hand over his head. There is some trumpets that have spilled below them. And it gets even weirder because to the moving to the right now, we have a, a furry I think this ferret with a or some sort of bird. Eating a human being with blackbirds coming out and smoke, black smoke coming out of its ass, or the human's ass, that is, with a cauldron on his head. And he is sitting in a stool that presumably is like a shitting stool. He has a long loincloth that might also be a dinner tablecloth that falls <laughs> past his feet, which are in jugs, over a woman who is being gripped by some kind of Astronaut frog demon. ass. <laughs> frog, no, no, a frog. He's got, like, froggy hands. He's got, oh, she's yeah. got a frog on her heart. And he's some sort of demon with an ass face, but frog hands, who is looking into the... How do I even describe this? This is like a somebody's glass ass um, on, like, a tree... Yeah, it looks like a glass paperweight would look that has a gold frame around the bottom. It's very strange. And 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 inserted into someone's or in like into like someone's butt in places ass. And anyway, so the 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 ferret beaked ferret demon is pooping out a bunch of people. Somebody else is pooping out some coins. Someone else is vomiting into the latrine and it being insisted by a nun. Okay, I give up. All right, yeah, I'm done. You can't see it at the bottom of the screen because the way where I've got the way I've got the image here, so I have to to move it a little bit. But at the bottom of the screen is in the latrine. 
You can barely see it, but there are faces looking up out of the latrine. Like, I took in all the details of this image back in the day. And I was just like, this, this is, this is very strange and interesting. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, like, once I started, uh, uh, looking at it, I couldn't look away from it. Because there's so much detail in this image. So, it, you know, it's like one of those things, you look at it, and you look away from it, and you look back, and there's a detail you didn't notice before that is just like, it, it's, it's just another what-the-fuck detail. And, uh, uh it, I, I just, so I just kept staring, and staring, and staring, and then eventually my dad took me away from it, and I'm like, I'm sure there are details that I have missed. I have to find this image so I can see all the rest of the details. And the one thing I remembered was what an unusual sounding to my little five-year-old uh, self, the guy's name the guy had was Hieronymus Bosch. I'm like, I can remember that. I might not be able to spell it, but I can remember that. Well, when I got older, I looked his, his work up. I did remember that name, and I looked his work up, and uh, that's not the weirdest thing he ever did, but it is pretty close. And, and, and he had, has some really great stuff, and it's it, like, I like surreal art, and uh, actually really like this image. I just wouldn't have shown it to a five-year-old. And I still don't understand why somebody would want that to be the only thing they looked at all day on their wall. Like, I, I would have put up something more relaxing. Like, the uh, the Garden of Earthly Delights is actually a nice image. Um, but, I mean, in yeah. all of this stuff, like, if I had that image up, I would have had it up at, in conjunction with other images and not by itself. But that is what was up in that office. English professors. Yeah, like it's that's some the seriously weird crap. The, yeah, weird. Um, the, but the epitome of academic snobbishness. I am an art aficionado because I like this. I don't know why I like it, but I do, because I'm an art aficionado, because I'm sophisticated, because I'm a college professor, and college professors are sophisticated. And that's what I got from from sitting in that office for half an hour staring at that image. Yeah. Uh... Or he just likes it, uh, and also yeah. I need to, uh, I need to put up. Um, I mean, because my husband likes this. Yeah, like, I know. It's his a lot of his work. I'm gonna go back to the Pepe image. Everybody, everybody, look at. But my, you're right. My Pepe it probably would have been better. It might be better to just if you're gonna have kids in your office to have like the a garden of earthly delights rather than the hellscape. Well, or um, instead of just that one piece, several pieces by the same artist showing his range because that is not the limits of his range by any stretch of the imagination. In and of itself, it's a great image, yeah. but it's not necessarily a thing to dwell on as the main representation of this artist. Yes. Okay, so I just wanted to say I'm probably wrong about the Roman salute. You guys can... You don't necessarily have to skewer me in the comments on that one. I admit my ignorance. Um, so... Clearly, All right, Allison, let's, though, let's... that is a demonstration that you do have a high IQ because you're capable of admitting that you don't know everything. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, I worry about what I think I know, actually. But, um, okay, so there were some questions. Uh, Jay Weil asks, do you think there are different considerations for men of different races or, or sexual orientations? Uh, different considerations uh, in terms of men's issues? Yes, I think there is. But I think ultimately what underpins it all is male expendability and the expectation that men serve Essentially, men serve the dominant women of a society. 
That's true. So um, if you look at a lot of racism, it's because men of color or black men are considered, or, or minority men of various races and ethnicities are considered to be a sexual threat to the dominant women of the culture. And with homosexuality, there was a similar thing going on, except men were expected to provide for women. There's aspects of um, tangential aspects to discrimination against men that is never really remarked upon when it comes to homophobia and discrimination against gay men. Did you know it was legal and really socially common to discriminate against men who were not financially supporting a family, a wife and children in the job market? So there would be signs everywhere in, in place in times where there weren't many jobs that said uh, bachelors need not apply. Now that, of course, would very much affect gay men. We don't hear that talked about um, because it would be something uh, they'd have to start talking about the expectations historically for men to make themselves financially available to women um, by a marriage that that a man was expected if he wanted to have a job in many cases a man had to get married and we don't talk about that he had to get married to a woman or he had to be supporting his female family members we don't talk about that. He was considered and that a deadbeat was something... if he didn't, actually. Yes. Yeah, and he would not just considered a deadbeat, but he couldn't get a job. So in order to get a job, in many cases, men had to be married to women. Men had to be financially supporting women. There was a huge social pressure for men to financially support women. And there, commiserate to that, there was a huge social pressure against men forming intimate or sexual relationships with other men especially to the exclusion of financially supporting a woman. That's a lot of the reason why homophobia existed, because these men weren't doing their duty. And even, even the overt forms of homophobia uh, were probably not as bad or difficult to live with as not being able to financially support yourself if you're a man. Because that is, you just starve to death in a ditch. Okay, so... The, the homophobia is an aspect of uh, the of the persecution of men who are not providing for women, which there were other forms of that kind of persecution, which aren't connected to homophobia, but should be. And then, of course, the, the racism in many cases is, is exists because of the threat that is perceived that minority, poor, and other and, and men of other ethnicities are perceived to hold for the the women who are of the elite class. That's why a lot of racism was expressed through lynching and, and ethnocentrism as well, which is something that we don't get to hear a lot of because 30% of the men who were lynched, I think 30 to 40% were white, according to us today, although at the time they may not have been considered white. So they were part of ethnicities that were marginalized at the time and uh, or they were poor. So th all of this at the core, while it's expressed differently for different types of men, is really about men being providers and protectors of women. And when they fail to be, or when they're perceived to be a threat, they are persecuted by society. And then also, in addition to that, men are expected to occupy the role, roles of violence in order to spare men or sorry spare women that violence and that danger so 
in conjunction with being treated as expendable when they fail to when they when they are a threat to women when they fail to provide for women or at least the elite women of a society they are also expected to assume a role of expendability in providing and protecting women so it's it is all centered on this idea that men don't have a worth unless they're they're occupying a role of providership or protection of women uh, so all of that revolves around that at its core. It's expressed differently depending on how what what, what particular the relationship between the particular group of men and the elite group of women in society that everybody wants to provide and protect. If it's one where they are dangerous, then they're treated like minorities have been treated in the past. They're subjected to tribalistic violence and extreme propaganda directed at their sexuality. If it's a lack of of worth in terms of being a provider, then you see the homophobic violence and ostracization directed towards them. So it all depends on how uh, what is perceived to be negative, uh, how they negatively impact the elite group of women or even women in general, because sometimes uh, particularly take the British occupation of India. A lot of it was justified because they felt the Indian, the native Indian population was, didn't treat its women right. So that, that's well, that, what I think. Western, Western uh, sentiment seems to have just greatly improved that. Now they're putting women in, in jail for being related to the wrong man. Like if a woman huh. uh, uh, files a a dowry abuse complaint against her husband she files a complaint against his entire family so if he's facing a false allegation his mother his sisters his cousins uh, his sister's children can even be his his other um, his cousins children his aunts and uncles you know all, all of those can can be jailed uh, as as part of this complaint and there have been instances where women with infants have been jailed and the infant ends up in a jail cell for so long and there's the parents mom and dad with with the infant in this jail cell terrified that something bad is gonna excuse me happen to their child uh well well they're in the jail cell with the child uh and and they can't do anything about it because there's been this complaint and it's frivolous and uh you know that's that's really not that much of an improvement what it's done is it has put men and women of the country at the mercy feminism in in india has put and that that's that's a western concept really uh has put men and women in india at the mercy of women who are willing to exploit rules and law and policy to their advantage unethically when they are in conflict it's with true men. about it's true here too yeah it's true here too it's just that now, um, as, as a, in, a, in our objection, our society's objection to how Indian women are treated, we've inflicted that on them. More, yeah. It's not really an improvement. Yeah, I'm getting... No, it's not. Um, when we do a Badger Con, I'm probably going to do a topic stream. Hopefully I'll get more people interested in talking about this, but how our society actually disenfranchises women who are more masculine in their thinking and their act actions because this is something that i've noticed um in particular when i was watching it it sort of gelled in my mind i was watching a uh, erasing family and i noticed that 
there was a woman who had a son and she ended up allowing his stepmother to adopt him because his the stepmother had convinced her that he wanted nothing to do with her oh, and geez. the woman the mother was was a was a soldier so she also had that to deal with and she was like posted in different places so she had difficulty keeping in contact with her kid um and she was also she presented and she seemed like she was much more masculine in her outlook like she she acted that way and one of the reasons why I, I think that this is so is because um what happened was her son after being adopted by her his stepmom and you could tell just by the way the stepmom was talking about it that this was an act of dominance that she just wanted this this woman's son because she just wanted to dominate that you know how women sometimes mm. get into these situations where they become jealous of what another woman has and they just want to erase her from their partner's life, like a previous relationship. And I think that's what really what was motivating this woman. And the and the son didn't get it until his stepmom divorced his father, and he saw how she behaved. And at that point in time, she he realized what it, he started to realize what was going on, and he reached out to his real mom. And the reason why I think that she, his real mom, was actually much more of a she he thought she thought along more masculine lines is that when he did that, she made the decision not to not to say, "Oh, I'm right, I was right," or anything, but to simply be happy that he was back in her life. Yeah, because she had just been proven right, but she never said, "Oh, well, this is." She specifically said, "This isn't about being right." This is about having you back or having my son back. And I was like watching this and I'm like, you know, the reason why she lost this encounter, because this was all, all through manipulation and custody law. But the real reason why she lost this encounter was because the other woman played the game better. She played the femme game better. And I, I think you know what I'm talking about, Hannah. I do. I do. And I've had recent experiences with that. And I've had a lot of experiences with, the, with that over time. Because I'm, like, I'm getting better at it, but I'm not very good at recognizing uh, the target of it. I think I'm dead in the water here. Can you hear me, Allison? Oh, crap. Okay, well, Allison Yeah, I'm dead me. in the water. Allison I'm can't dead hear in the water me, here. but I'm I can hear Allison. So, can, can you like, hear me now? I'm going to... I can hear you now, but okay. I'm going to see if I can. No, it looks like my my uh, my connection is pretty good. I think if we don't get any further super chats, I'm going to put out the final question. This is from Luga. One shoe. What would be a good way for society to deal with deadbeat mothers? Oh God, it's it is an uphill battle, rolling a boulder uphill, to get our society to recognize that women do shit that is bad and, and you know what's really interesting is a lot of the times it's not more masculine women who do this i mean i guess in some cases we got feminists who presumably are more masculine although x for doubt in my case but whatever um but it's it's often women who just have this ability to manipulate victimhood and social situations that are doing this and it's really hard to call them out because they can manipulate people's awareness of what they're doing. They're so good at it. And it's like, it's, it, you can understand why 
why traditional cultures had the restrictions on women that they did. Because, I mean, how do you have a just and equitable society when one group of people has the ability to manipulate the minds of everyone else to such a degree that they can believe nonsense? And it's like, it, it's really difficult. How do we hold deadbeat mothers to account? So for me, <sighs> there's really a... There is a detail in this that, that, that's very important that people consider. So the first thing is, what business is it of society telling people what kind of relationships to have? Like we, as a society, label men deadbeats when the mother kicks the father out of the children's lives and then uh, the court De declares that he has a financial obligation to her on their behalf that is greater than his finances can can uh, meet and then he is punished for failure to be able to, to to meet those financial obligations thereby reducing his his financial stability and reducing his ability to meet those obligations and that cycle continues until he is homeless and when he is unable to support himself, much less anybody else, he, and he reaches out for help and finds that everything is women first and ends up in the gutter and has literally nothing to his name. No relationship with his children because his wife won't allow them to see him. No uh, ability to recover from the damage that's been done to his life by the divorce. And uh, no chance at ever living up to what has been demanded of him. We call him a deadbeat, right? That's that's the, the where the label comes from for the most part. And most people think that it refers to fathers who have walked away from their families and aren't supporting them by choice, which is actually really rare because when men become fathers, the most important thing in their lives becomes their children. And I've seen this with every guy I know that has kids. Their whole life revolves around making sure their kids have everything they need. And, uh, you know, they love their wives and, and they care about supporting them as well, but the children come first. Both, both parents are usually like that. Uh, and, and when they're not, then whichever one doesn't feel that way ends up initiating the divorce and taking the children because they're, they're, they're great pawns in getting money from the other parent. Um, but in any case, the label deadbeat almost never gets applied to women for any reason. Even if they do walk away from their children, the only time that women get the label deadbeat on paper is if the government decides they're not good enough parents, takes their children, places them in foster, foster care, and assesses a child support obligation. And then, uh, then they're called deadbeats for not paying the government to take their children away from them. Uh, which is basically the, uh, the same circumstance under which men get called deadbeats, but much more rare. And so that, that, that goes back to my initial question. Who has the right to tell an adult what relationship to have with another adult? Because most of the time when men and women get called deadbeats like that, it has to do with their relationships with the other parent. And I, I'm, I'm all good for holding people accountable for their actions, male or female. If you do something shitty, it's perfectly acceptable that society should call you on it. 
but if you're not damaging another person directly, then I don't think we have the right to punish you for it. You know, yes, you might be an asshole. Yes, you might have been able to make a better choice. You know, yes, it might be hurtful that you made a bad choice. But if you make your kids better off without you, then not being there doesn't make you a deadbeat. It leaves room open for somebody else who is going to do better with them to take over, whether you're male or female. So I think okay, women, gonna... women should only be held accountable under the same circumstances I think men should be held accountable under if they actually abuse their children. All right, I'm going to, I think uh, with that question, I think I'm going to call it a day because our internet access seems to be really crapping out. Um, and I got some other stuff that I need to attend to today. Guys, it wasn't much of a caller to call in show today, but we'll be doing another one on New Year's, New Year's, uh, the first New Year's Day. And I just want to remind everyone that Honey Badger exists and we're able to do what we do, which I'll tell you something. Almost every Twitter fight that I have with people of a certain ideological persuasion that want to convince the world that men legitimately hate women and want to oppress them for their own benefits. Every time I get into a fight with these people on Twitter, they bring up the fact and it that Honey Badger Radio manages to support two, at least two people full-time and a couple people part-time. They can't stand that. It it really drives them nuts. And the only reason we're able to do it is because of the generous donations of our listeners. And if you want to be one in that number and stick it to them. And they and I tell you, these people always bring that up because it really bothers them. It really bothers them that it's even possible to do it. Go to feedthebadger.com and throw a few shekels in the hat so I can continue to create this content, help Hannah and Brian create this content. Once again, that's feedthebadger.com. And uh, thank you. And uh, I that's it for me. I'm sorry, guys. I just need to get back to my family. You guys are family also, and I hope you've enjoyed this. I have one more thing to show. Sure. Um, I don't always get a chance to look at the uh, comments under the videos. But when I do, nearly every single time, somebody comments, this video is criminally underviewed. Uh, Allison pointed out earlier in the show that uh, YouTube judges its content by its profitability and they have demonetized us to ensure that we are not profitable. One of the things that that means is uh, we don't get recommended ever by YouTube to anybody. Um, so you won't see us uh, on this side unless you are subscribed to us and watch a lot of our videos. Uh, and, and so if you're not in that small group of people, it's, it's not, we're invisible, basically. And the only way for us to fight that is to be shared on social media, not just... You know, like Twitter's great, but there's Facebook, there's uh, Gab, there's Minds, there's uh, a bunch of little uh, uh, 
social media that different people use, there are, there's actually, if I remember right, there's a subreddit for political videos. Um, and our, our videos would qualify as political. So, unless they've banned us, because uh, uh, my, my video on consent was apparently the last straw for our videos, they decided to ban political videos because that video made the front page. Which is how I ended up with like 300,000 views on it. Uh, it's got like half a million or something like that now. But in any case, it works. You know, sharing us on social media works. When you're in an argument with somebody and you want to repeat something that we've said in, in those videos, in, in that argument, don't just tag us. Link to the video so that we're not the only ones linking our videos. The more we get shared on social media, the more people will see our stuff. The more people see our stuff, the more people will share our stuff. And the more people share our stuff and watch our stuff, the fewer of you will be uh, commenting underneath our videos. This this video is criminally underviewed. So there's my little spiel. It is absolutely vital to share that stuff, or it won't be seen by anyone. And that's it, Allison. If you want, um, you want me to take us out of yeah, here? Yeah, no, I'm. Yeah, let's let's go and have a very happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Give your your give your cat or your dog a hug or, or relatives if you're if you're able or give yourself a hug. Give the give your computer a hug and we'll hug you back through the computer if you there need to. There we go. Hugs to everybody yeah. and uh, hopefully we hugs. see you at an event sometime in the future. Night oh on. yeah, that'd be great. Night. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.